This is a Squeeze podcast. We're your shortcut to being informed. This week, we're headed to Japan, where a wedding scheduled for the 26th of October is causing quite the stir, because here's the thing. It's the wedding of the emperor's niece. And if you're royalty in Japan and you're a woman and you get married, you're out of the family. It's an age-old rule and one that's now being challenged. In this episode, we take you through how the Japanese imperial family works, their public life in Japan, and the background to the wedding that has brought the Japanese royal family's woman problem back to the fore. Squish Shortcuts is the backstory to the big news stories. I'm Kate Watson. And I'm Claire Kimball. Claire, I guess being a Commonwealth nation, we're very focused on the British royals, but I'll take anything royal, so I'm excited for this one. Let's get into it. The Japanese monarchy is said to be the oldest continuous hereditary monarchy in the world. Yeah, and let's get our terms right, right off the bat. It's the Imperial House of Japan. It's also referred to as the Imperial Family. Uh, It recognises 126 monarchs from Emperor Jimmu. He kicked things off in 660 BC and it continues that family line right up to the current emperor who is Naruhito. It's a pretty impressive family tree to say the least. Let's start at the beginning. How did Emperor Jimmu come to found the imperial dynasty. Yeah, so as with these things, as you can imagine from 660 BC, there's a fair bit of legend attached to it. But (laughs) Jimu is the ruling family of Japan's link to divine ancestors. He's said to be a descendant of the sun goddess uh, and has been sent down to govern from Earth. He married a descendant of the storm god. uh, And long story short, he's said to have battled local warlords to bring order to that area. That's according to Shinto mythology anyway. You don't have to remember all of that, but it's interesting history nonetheless. Shinto was the state religion of Japan until their defeat in World War II, and it was that myth of origin that Japan was founded by a divine figure that experts say forged a really special bond between the people, the land, and the emperor. And more than 2,600 years later, the line of the imperial family is unbroken. Mm. Uh, Japan is the only modern nation to still refer to its head of the royal family as emperor. Um, He's called Tenno, which is a heavenly sovereign. And it's a nod to the idea that that imperial family is descended from the gods. You say he. The duties as an emperor are passed down the line to their male children only. Yeah, that's right. Unlike other ruling families, women cannot inherit the top job in Japan. Uh, The emperor's unmarried legitimate daughters and unmarried legitimate granddaughters uh, are excluded when they marry. By definition, these days, they can only marry outside the imperial family. And when they do, they're out. That's not changed in centuries. We'll look at the shortage of heirs to the Japanese imperial throne later in this episode. What has changed over time, though, is the Japanese public's relationship with the imperial family. Let's look at that next. It's incredible to think that this institution has been a dominant force in Japan for centuries as rulers of the land. Relative to the time frame we're talking about, that all changed quite recently. 
Yeah, it was World War II that changed everything. Uh, how involved Emperor Hirohito, who was the emperor of the day, was in formulating Japan's expansionist policies of that era is a matter of debate, but everything changed with Japan's defeat against the Allies. Mm-hmm. Under the new constitution that was drafted by the United States, Japan became a constitutional monarchy. Power was given to the people and the emperor's powers were severely curtailed. Uh, at that time, the emperor was made a symbol of the state and of the unity of the people. And efforts were made to bring the imperial family closer to the people. Hirohito, the emperor, as you say at the time, began to make public appearances, something that really hadn't been done before. Yeah, that's right. And that's when the imperial family sort of morphed into something that we'd recognise today with modern royals around the world. They permitted publication of pictures and stories about their personal and family lives. Uh, It really was a pulling back of the curtain on that part of Japan's world. Uh, That had been a mystery for the nation and the world ever since before then. Bet the tabloids have had a field day since. Also breaking with tradition was Hirohito's son, Crown Prince Akihito. He married a commoner. Yeah, that was in 1959 and he went on to become Japan's emperor in 1989. That was when his father Hirohito died uh, and he was emperor until 2019, so quite recently. Uh, Akihito and his wife Shoda Mikito had three children, Crown Prince Nurahito, uh, he was born in 1960, uh, also Prince Akashino and Princess Nuri. As emperor, Akihito did something else unusual, Claire. He abdicated. Yeah, that hadn't been done before. Death was the only way out before then. Mm. And what happened was that Japan's laws had to be changed to allow it. He gave lawmakers a fair bit of time to get things sorted. Uh, He was 82 years old when he talked publicly for the first time about his declining fitness and how difficult it was to carry out his duties as head of state. And it was in April 2019 that he officially stepped down. He passed the throne to Crown Prince Naruhito. Yeah, that's right. Naruhito is the emperor. His wife Masako is the empress and they have one daughter, Aiko. As we've established, girls can't become the head of the imperial family and that's prompting a lot of debate about the future of the family, particularly as another princess is set to marry a commoner next week. Let's get into how that all ties together now. As I said, next week, Princess Mako is marrying her longtime boyfriend, Kei Kamuro. She's the eldest daughter of Crown Prince Fumihito, who is first in line to the throne should something happen to the current emperor, Naruhito. So that makes Princess Mako the emperor's niece. Hope people are still with me. <laughs> there have been years of controversy over their relationship. Yeah, and not just because Kamuro is a commoner. That's been done before, as we've talked about. It's about his mother's financial problems. Uh, She'd reportedly taken a loan from an ex-fiancé and had not paid him back. Uh, Mako and Kamuro were set to get married in 2018, but things were put on hold uh, and it put a spotlight on them that has really seen the ins and outs of their relationship play out in public in a way that hasn't been seen before in Japan for a member of the imperial family. Yeah, he was sort of painted like a bit of a gold digger and reports are that that's been hard to shake. They're also a little bit unorthodox in many eyes, Claire. 
Yeah, they sure are. They're looking to make a move to the United States once they're married. Uh, that's where Kumaru works as a lawyer. Uh, and it's a move that's seen them have the tag of the Harry and Meghan of Japan. <laughs> uh, plus, Kate, scandal, Kumaru has a ponytail, which is all sorts <laughs> of a thing. Uh, it's apparently very unbecoming, certainly as far as the royal tabloids are concerned in Japan. I did a quick Google this morning and apparently he has chopped it off, Claire, ahead of that (laughs) wedding. Love does conquer all, though, it seems. They're on schedule, as I said, to wed next week on the 26th of October. As we know, for that to happen, Princess Mako has to give up her royal status, like all women in the imperial family before her. She is entitled to a dowry, though, quite a nice one. Yeah, she is. But reports say that she'll forgo that. Uh, It's worth about 150 million yen, which is more than 1.5 million Australian dollars, which is typically given to a member of the royal family upon their departure from the imperial family household. It's a fair whack to give up. Yeah, but what she has said is that her mental health has suffered because of the stress of all of this. And Royal Watchers say that they reckon uh, that they aren't super surprised that she would give up that sort of payment to move things along and, you know, also put that issue about money to bed. Yeah, on that, she's not the only one to have suffered from a stress-related illness because of royal rules. Her aunt, Empress Masako, has talked about the intense pressure to produce a male heir. Yeah, and as we said, the emperor and the empress have just one daughter. So Mm. it means that Naruhito's brother, Crown Prince Fumihito, is next in line. And then it's Fumihito's 14-year-old son, Hazahito. After that, it's Naruhito's 85-year-old uncle. So they're really running (laughs) out of heirs. Uh, And so the wedding of Princess Mako is a rehashing of the requirement of all those arguments about why women need to leave the imperial family. And it's prompted a rethink on that ban on women becoming a ruling empress. Because they really are running out of men. They are running out of men. They really are. (laughs) There are 18 members of the imperial family. Seven of those are aged under 40 years old and just one is male. It's like the universe is telling them something, Claire. Experts say changes to the country's male-only succession laws, though, are quite unlikely. Yeah, that's right. But a panel of experts have been appointed by the government and they've vowed to hold careful discussions on a range of options, including opening up the throne to males born to women who are permitted uh, to remain part of the household even after marrying commoners. That's something that would be a big change. So to give you an example of what could happen under that rule, the daughter of the current emperor could remain in the royal family, marry and have a son, and that son could then become an heir to the throne. The then Prime Minister, Yoshidi Suga, said the issue goes to the very foundation of this nation. He really wants that panel to come up with some sort of plan. Yeah, and that panel is set to report in the coming weeks. Japan's heading to an election at the end of October, so it's Mm. all in the wash of all of that. But it could be a popular one for political leaders to embrace with polling showing support for change. Uh, A recent poll showed 87% were broadly supportive of a reigning empress. Uh, Putting that aside, 80% said males from the family's maternal line should be allowed to become emperor. So you never know. You never know. That's your shortcut to the Japanese royal family's woman problem. On to our recommendations. 
Each episode of Squeeze Shortcuts, we recommend some further reading, listening or watching. I always think it's good to put faces to names. So I have a a really simple one today, a link to a CNN story with lots of clips of the Japanese royals, Princess Mako and her husband-to-be. Sounds like I need one of um, her fiancé's ponytail, but BBC (laughs) for me does a a great news explainer uh, on all of this and all of the controversy around Princess Mako's engagement. And it's also got a very handy family tree, so you can look at it and visualise it. Thanks for listening to this episode of Squeeze Shortcuts. As I always say, every week, if you have a shortcut you'd like us to do, shoot us an email to hello at thesqueeze.com.au. There's lots going on in the world of news at the moment, so we're really happy to take your recommendations. Enjoy your week. We'll be back next Thursday. Thursday.